Patrick Rogers is going to come and share from God's Word for us this morning. And uh, as she comes and prepares, I'm going to ask that we prepare our hearts. So Father God, we just thank you for Pat, Lord, Pat's willingness uh, to share this morning. And Lord, those things that you place on her heart. So Lord, I just pray that we'd be open and attentive to all that you've got for us this morning. And uh, keep encouraging us on the race, we pray, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Finishing well, running hard for the finish line. I'm only really here today because Andy asked me really nicely. (laughs) But I've probably got more experience than most people here of finishing lines. And by the way, Andy asked for photos, so you're going to get photos as well. Thank you, Leanne. (laughs) Finish lines. These are some of mine. Um, Over the last 12 years, with God's help, and only with God's help, when I added it up, I've crossed more than 50 finishing lines racing. I mean, I think about that, and I think that is just completely unbelievable. But I have. um, A lot of triathlons, um, a lot of obstacle races, all sorts of things, really. But God has taken me on this journey from being an overweight, unfit mother of four to in March this year, some of you will know that I was appointed as um, the UK's first triathlon chaplain. But I don't get to a start line, far less a finish line, without God. Thank you. Andy gave me two scriptures for today, which are incredibly appropriate. I've taken them from the message. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 26. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. The Bible's got quite a lot to say about racing and finish lines. I think racing has a lot of parallels with the Christian life. Certainly God has used racing for me to teach me about my Christian walk, and vice versa. And of all the races I've done, the one that reminds me most of the Christian life is the Iron Man. Not that Iron Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Disappointing, but, but this Iron Man. The Iron Man is a long-distance triathlon. It's a 2.4-mile swim, 112 miles on a bike, a full marathon, and you've got 17 hours to finish it. If you just put that in context, if you were to get in the canal out the back here and swim to Sawley, you'd get out, you'd get on your bike, and you'd ride to London. You get off your bike and you'd run the London Marathon. No stopping, no resting. You've got to finish in 17 hours. That's an Iron Man. It's um, a really tough race. I'm hoping next month to do my ninth, if I get round. (laughs) It all starts, Andy, with a decision to enter. And um, some of you may know that earlier this year, Andy was talking about doing the Erewash Triathlon, which is on today. 
definitely was. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And I think there was something about getting enough Facebook likes to, um, and then you would do it. No, well, there could be next year, couldn't there? Yeah, yeah. A triathlon is actually the fastest growing participation sport in the UK, and I know there are people here who have done triathlons. So, Andy next year, and Adrian as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, after the decision to enter, which I actually think is very similar to the decision to become a Christian, because you have to make that decision yourself, and you have to commit to it, and only you can make that. After that, eventually it dawns on you that you probably ought to do some training, this sort of thing. Maybe you like training, some people do, some people really enjoy it, but it's hard, really hard, and it needs time and it needs effort. There's good days and there's bad days, there's highs and there's lows, and there's loads of distractions, work, family, church sometimes, illness, injury, weather like today. And not everyone around you is pleased. Not everybody really wants you to do this. And there's never, ever enough time. And that's the same in the Christian life. You want to learn more about Jesus. You want to read the Bible, pray. There's house groups, there's church, youth, there's study, there's reading, there's conferences. It can be easy and it can be really hard. There's ups and downs. Not everyone around you is pleased. And there's not enough time. It needs perseverance. But eventually, you will get to the start line. And then you look around. And everybody else, like those snails, looks stronger, fitter, leaner. Your stomach's churning. If you're like me, you're dreading the pain that's going to come. You're worried about what might go wrong. You might fall off your bike. That's one of my classics. I'm going to fall off the bike in front of everybody else in transition. And yes, I have done it in the past. It's very embarrassing. You've not done enough training. You've never done enough training. You're not good enough. You might fail. Well, I've spoken to many athletes over the years, pros included, because in a a long-distance triathlon, you race with the professionals. They might get there many hours before I do, but we're all in the same race. And they feel exactly the same on the start line. And it's a bit like being in church, If you look round at each other in church, everybody else look better, more spiritual. Do they read the Bible more? Do they pray more? Actually, everyone, including Adrian, I think sometimes, feels the same. Everybody else is better. But some of my start lines to show you. That's the uh, Yukon Arctic Ultra. Um, That was cold. It was about minus 25, I think, from memory there. Um... Of the people in that picture, about 50% didn't finish. (laughs) Coast-to-coast cycle ride earlier this year. I think I'm the one in yellow somewhere in the middle of that um, long walkway. That was a very long, hard day in the saddle, that one was. Thank you. Um, That's a sprint triathlon, just like the one that's going on now. Yeah? And that's uh, a race for life that um, Hannah and I did. I can't quite remember why one of us has got jam on our back and the other has got cake, but if you ask Hannah, she'll tell you, I'm sure. Thank you. That's an Ironman swim start. That's actually in Hawaii, and you have somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000 people, and they start off like that vertical treading water. The gun goes, and they all go horizontal and start doing that, 
and it is really physical. Very good for ex-rugby players. You want a bit of that in there. I mean, that, that's just amazing. And then you get to the race. I can tell you that racing hurts. And longer races hurt more. <laughs> You're going to be cold, hot, wet. I can tell you also that all bike courses go uphill. There is no downhill. They all go uphill. It's a matter of how steep it is. Feet are going to hurt. Other things are going to hurt as well, but we won't go into that. Anyway. But there's pain in our Christian walk as well as joy. You can come back from a conference where you've had a wonderful time and really hit a low. Something happens. People upset you. You get discouraged. It's hard. People don't understand. You're too tired. You're too stressed. Christian life is not easy either. Thank you. But there is help during the race. Now, that gentleman in yellow at the, uh, the top left there, I think he looks a bit scary, actually. He's obviously been very enthusiastic, encouraging people up the hill, but... Uh, hmm. <laughs> so there's supporters. There's aid stations, and those are invaluable. And um, the gentleman with the strange hair at the bottom, those gentlemen were at the top of a two-mile climb at Ironman Bolton this year. And um, that was quite a nice sight for the ladies as we got to the top. <laughs> Encouragement. <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> Thank you. We have help and encouragement in the Christian walk as well. People around us, people praying for us, Christian friends and family. Most of all, we have the best possible help available, and that's our Jesus. I wanted to introduce you to a couple of friends of mine that I have met through um, triathlon. This is Dave. He's going to kill me for that picture, actually. <laughs> so, but he was in pain at the time <laughs> in racing. Dave is a very good athlete. He raced for Great Britain this year, earlier on. Um, in an Ironman, he crosses the line in about 12 hours. It takes me 15 or 16. You know, he's good. I'm hoping we're going to have a little video clip just to introduce you to Dave. He is doing three um, triathlons this year. recently raced at the Outlaw, which is a long-distance triathlon over in Nottingham a couple of weeks ago. And I texted him afterwards to ask him how he'd got on. And with his permission, I've reproduced his text here, because I think it says a lot about both him racing and the Christian life. He says, made the right decisions at the right time, which is all you can do to get your body over the line as fast as you can. Not one single regret for anything I did, and you don't get to say that too often. Even stopped on the bike to help a crashed cyclist. He was shaken and bloody, but not too bad. Cost me about three to four minutes. 
Again, the right thing to do as I couldn't leave him there. Must be a bit of Samaritan in me. That's an amazing thing to be able to say, that he made all the right decisions in that race. I don't think it's easy to say that about our Christian walk. But I think if we make the right decisions before God, then we're doing okay. And I think if we keep looking to God and trusting God, we'll probably make more right decisions than we will wrong ones. Now, Dave stopped to help someone who was injured. Three to four minutes doesn't sound very long, but these races can be won or lost by seconds. Now, in stopping, Dave didn't know whether he would miss out on a podium position or not, but he stopped anyway, and as he acknowledges, he did the right thing. Thank you. This is Andrea. So she got a lovely face. She's a lovely lady. She's a mum of two, and she lives uh, down south. And this is her crossing the finish line at um, the 70.3, a half-distance Ironman, earlier this year. One of the other things I've been doing since 2009, with help from my friends, is um, running a service the day before a long-distance triathlon. So we run the service on the the evening, Andy's been involved, the evening of um, uh, the Saturday, and then the race is on the Sunday. And I met Andrea at um, two of these services. Again, I reproduce what she said to me in an email with her permission. Andrea says... I met you at the Outlaw service last year. That was before the Outlaw race. I had a meltdown 15 miles into the run and was in the hedge. She literally means that. It was a very, very hot day. She got heat exhaustion and collapsed, and she was literally in the hedge for uh, a couple of hours, being talked to by the marshals and a paramedic. It was only because there was no room in the medical tent. There were a lot of other people in there. Remember the 30-degree temperatures that I was not taken in, but thank God I was not, because those wonderful, wonderful guys, and she means the marshals and the paramedic, your wise words echoing in my mind from the day before, and with God's help, I got up out of that hedge, started running again, and completed the race with 21 minutes to spare before the cutoff. There were only five other finishes behind me. I met you again at Iron Prayer in Tenby, that's at Ironman Wales, which is coming up again in September. You told the story of passing someone in the hedge in trouble at Outlaw and beating yourself up at not stopping to assist. I came to you at the end of the service in tears to say that that person might well have been me, but God had looked after me that day, and I only got back on my feet and started running again because he had sent you to me the day before. My prayer had touched my life and got me through. She carries on. So I left that service, the I'm prayer service, contented and knowing I could do no more to prepare for the race tomorrow. I was excited and at peace. God would decide my fate. When I got pulled on the bike after 100 miles at Tenby, now she'd done the swim, she did 100 miles of the bike, and she was too slow. And the organisers pulled her out with 12 miles to go. They have to do that because they have to reopen the roads. But that is really tough. You've done the hardest bit and you get pulled. And it wasn't what she was expecting. I was utterly devastated. It took weeks and weeks for me to get over the grief of not finishing. I had not realized how much the Ironman preparation and training had taken over my life and my family's life, and to fail was unbearable, a bereavement. But slowly I came round to believing that if Ironman was easy, it would not be, be worth having. It is the hardship and the toil and the slog and the commitment 
that makes its appeal so alluring, so compelling. Everything happens for a reason, Romans 8.28, and in coming back for a second year, I've had a fantastic year training, making new friends, training with my sister, and learning to balance the training with family and work life better have been real rewards. Success at Tenby will be on the icing on the cake. Andrea is coming back, 12th of September I think it is, to race again. I'm on Wales at Tenby, as I am, and as Dave is, so spare a prayer for us on that day, please. In a race, my heroes are not the winners, but those who lend their goggles because somebody's forgotten theirs, those who stop to mend somebody else's puncture, those who stop because someone's fallen off, those who, on the run, pretend to tie up their shoelaces because somebody's struggling. Those are my heroes, those people who get up and carry on, however dark it may seem, however hopeless it may seem, who come back and try and try again. And in the Christian life, I think of all those who, day after day, care for loved ones who are ill or disabled, who cope with disappointment and discouragement, but still look to Jesus. Those who struggle with loneliness or bullying, financial problems, constant pain, but still have a word of encouragement for others. Those who still keep trusting, even when the future looks really bleak. These are the people I think are running the race as hard as they possibly can, and I think they make Jesus smile. And eventually, we will all get to the finish line, and the Bible talks quite a lot about finish lines too. Again from the message, 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. You take over. I'm about to die. My life an offering on God's altar. This is the only race worth running. I've run hard enough, hard right to the finish, believed all the way. All that's left now is the shouting, God's applause. Depend on it, it's an, he's an honest judge. He'll do right not only by me, but by everyone eager for his coming. Some of my finishes. I did make the Yukon Art Gold for this particular one, the finish. That's the medical officer. I think she was quite pleased to see me. And um, yes, Hannah and I did make it. Actually, not together. She beat me. <laughs> this was Man Austria earlier this year. Look at the crowds, though. It's dark, it's pouring with rain, and they're still there, and so are the cheerleaders. This is um, not pretty, I'll warn you, if uh, Leanne can play. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> In my defence, I had just done 20 miles on a torn Achilles tendon, but, um, but the crowds were still there, and there were a couple of guys down at the front who were really cheering. I have no idea who they were, but they were all still there. So imagine your finish line. Imagine all the saints that have gone before you, all the people you love who will be there, cheering you home. And then imagine God applauding, saying, welcome. You're my child. You belong here. Welcome home. Finishing well means running well. And the only race worth running 
is for God's applause and for the gold medal that lasts forever. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Pat. The only race that's worth is God's applause. God's applause. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Let's pray together, shall we? Thank you so much, Pat. Thank you for the inspiration, the inspiration that you are and the humility that you share that in and the challenge that we have this morning to run the race well, run the race well. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have gone before us and that you go before us and that you also provide the energy for us so that we can run the race well. And that's our desire this morning. Thank you for everyone that's taken part today. Uh, Thank you for the challenge and the inspiration that Pat has shared today. And we just want to take that to our hearts, that we too may run the race that we have before us, our own Christian walk, our own lives. Each one of us, we're so individual. As Pat said, we can look around, look at each other and think, how good are they? But thank you, Father God, that you love us individually, you know us by name and that you applaud each one of us. So we say, Lord, this morning, thank you for the energy that you give us through the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we want to live for you. Help us, we pray, in the course of this day, throughout our lives, throughout the course of this rest of this, the course of the new week, to live a life that is worthy of you, and that we will run a race that is worthy of your name, bringing glory to Jesus Christ, we pray. And in your mighty name we ask. Amen. Amen. Let's give Pat a great round of applause and thank you for that. Thanks, Pat. Bless you.